everybody, and welcome to another episode of Traumatized. Today's episode, we are talking about how having people in your life that you can trust, that you are able to talk to, is a benefit for all. Everybody who has CPTSD and deals with triggers. It's always a good thing to have people in your life who at any point you can call up or take a short trip and visit them for however long, especially if you need someone to talk to about what what you're dealing with. If you're struggling and you're having some problems and you don't know where to go, having a friend is, especially if they're a member of your family, is extremely vital and rewarding as well because it makes you feel like you have hope and you have a chance to get through this because as I'm sure you're aware of and unfortunately there are some out there who don't have anybody to talk to and it can really be a huge detriment to their mental health and especially their well-being because if they end up not having anybody to talk to and there's no one who can listen to them, uh, the famous phrase, lend them an ear, then it a lot of times gets to be extremely difficult for them. And it can even lead to some very unfortunate circumstances that, well, let's just say aren't really good. The outcome is extremely bad and a negative outcome because they feel alone and they feel like there's nobody that they can trust. And it is never a good sign when you don't have anybody to talk to, or at least who can, you know, help you with things, guide you through. Because here's the thing, a therapist is going to help you when it comes to trying to help figure out what things are going you know, uh, sorry, where things are going with you. But they're not a friend. Like, as much as we might think that, possibly, you can't call them at 8 in the morning when you're having a really tough day because you're tri- getting triggered a lot and things are, are bringing back your memories of, of trauma. You can't just call them up at 8 a.m. and talk to them about it because one, they're gonna they're gonna charge you money for that, and they're most likely busy dealing with other clients or having a personal life. So that doesn't really matter, or doesn't really count as far as someone helpful. So if you have a a person in your life, then they are able to be there for you at any time you know like some are even are able to be there at a moment's notice i've there are a few people that i know who i have said to them that you can call me at any time whenever you if you ever need help if there's anything you need to talk about i am always available you can call me 24 7 and that is true that's the kind of person that's the kind of person who is dealing with you know, recovering from trauma and trying to gain back their life and have a healthy mental uh, attitude and support system, 
that is the kind of person who can be the big be a difference between getting through and learning how to survive and not repeat the same mistakes in your future and doing it all in the wrong way, not having the guidance, making the same mistakes over and over again. It is something that a lot of people who deal with trauma, unfortunately, do because they've struggled with finding the right support groups and the right help. And they don't realize a lot of times that they're repeating these things. It is well known out there that a lot of people who have been traumatized or abused by a partner uh, in their adult years or as a child have a tendency to be attracted to those who are abusers or narcissists and they seem to repeat the pattern, right? They, they find that person extremely attractive and very helpful or when you turn it around and you look at it from the point of view of the abuser, they seem to just find the people who are vulnerable. It's like they have this trauma radar on their on their system or in their in their heads where they can find the people who have been abused before are vulnerable and fall for the same traps time after time. And so they know how they know what to do, right? They know how to attack and they know how to to find the right method to get that person to fall for them. And then of course, you know, narcissists at the beginning, they're nice and lovely and they're kind and they do all these great things for that person. And then once they've got them, right? Once they have them in in their hand and, and they've fallen in love with them or they think it's that they're such a such a wonderful person that's when they turn it on and or like they they stop being this wonderful loving man and slowly over time they start to manipulate and they start to play mind games and they start to make you know they they manipulate to the point where you start to believe in in the things that they're saying and you start to self-doubt, right? Like you doubt your own your own intuition and your and your own thoughts, and you start making changes to accommodate to what they want, and it literally can drive that person crazy because they don't know what's real anymore. They have. There are times when they'll make someone believe that they're an alcoholic and that they need help, or that. They're, uh, they have a drug addiction, right? Like they're constantly taking pain medication or prescription drugs and that they're a bad person and that they, sh- that they don't deserve to, be, to have anybody in their, fa- in their life that they're not deserving of love, right? And they, they trick that person into believing that this is true, that that narcissist is the best thing in their life. That's the only person that, that, that will ever matter to them. And just when they finally have them right exactly where they want them, that's when they end the relationship. And then that person is devastated. Why? Because they felt 
like that was the person for them, that that was the one they were supposed to fall in love with. But they don't realize it because, like I said, they've been manipulated. So finding somebody or if you are fortunate enough already to have someone in your life who is a really good friend, like a best friend of yours, uh, let's say your brother or sister, um, maybe it's even your your one of your parents who you can trust and, and you, you know, you can talk to them about anything at any time, give them a call on the phone and say, I'm, I'm having a hard time and I need someone to talk to, to help me out. And they say, absolutely. Anything you need, I'm here. What do you, what do you need to talk about? What can I do for you? So this is the kind of thing that is such a benefit to those who are dealing with trauma and trying to get over their abuse and trying to heal from this so that someday they'll be able to be able you know get out into the to world and not have the trauma trigger them and re-traumatize them all over again and make it impossible for them to get up to go out to maintain a job right like it's it's just a never-ending negative cycle that affects them. And at least when there is somebody that they can talk to that they know is, is going to be there for them to help them out, it can basically help avoid things like very negative actions and outcomes in their life because they can either tell them, hey, I don't think that's a good idea. You got to be careful that person, I don't think that's the right guy for you or right the right woman for you. He's showing signs of, of just like your, you know, your ex-boyfriend who was abusive and a narcissist. He's, he's looking a lot like that. And the thing is, the person who is being traumatized and dating or looking to date that person is the one who's always going to be like, I don't believe you, right? Like they, they don't, they have a hard time listening to the, to the people in their life because they can't see what the other person is seeing, right? Everybody, it's, the, the narcissists are, are very tricky and they, they, lo- they know how to manipulate people. So when you're out there and they're like being all like, kind and lovely and and doing all these amazing things for for you and and you feel like the greatest person in the world and you're and you feel so lucky and and you feel loved and your friends are going hey this is not right this is something is wrong and the thing is it is often the case and there's a very known fact that a lot of times narcissists their one of their other purposes is to drive a wedge in between you and your family or your friends because they want to get rid of those who can see or are doubting the relationship or doubting him right or her so they their one of their other goals is to get is to try and eliminate people in your life because if they could eliminate those then there's very little or to no chance that they're going to get in the way of what he's doing. And that's what they don't want. 
they don't want people to recognize the reality of the situation that he's a narcissist and he's taking advantage of you and being mentally and physically or even possibly physically and emotionally abusive. They don't they don't want people to stop him. Right? So that's why they're getting rid of the family and the friends and other people that are close to you. So you've got to it's it's hard to admit, of course, that things may be going in the same direction as they were in the past and you're repeating the same mistakes, but this is part of healing. And this is why having close friends and or family in the li- in your life that you can talk to that will be there at any time to make sure that you're okay, that there's someone who will listen and that you know, you'll be able to talk as long as you need to and are extremely unselfish. Sorry. Yeah. Unselfish. My brain sometimes thinks selfish is the word, but no. Yeah. They're extremely unselfish and, and they're willing to give all this time and energy to you so that you are okay and that you feel heard and they, you gain their trust more and more, right? It's it's a it's important for someone who has been in in multiple abusive relationships that tend to you know attract more abusers or narcissists to their life. It is always important to have other people in your life that will be able to be there for you and also are capable of recognizing that there's someone in your life that's not good for you. And the thing is, is when, if a good healing stage in life is being skeptical and I guess you could say being paranoid of people. If you're, if like for myself, for example, when my relationship ended, I was, let's see, eight, nine months past the date, like the time that it had ended. And I'd been out of that house for a long time on my own, doing my own thing, you know, trying to get past it and heal and, and learn, relearn everything that I know. And my level of trust when it comes to new potential dates or new women or strangers, people that I'm, I'm not familiar with, it's really low. Like, I'm very skeptical. I have a hard time trusting uh, any kind of potential date because I'm, well, first off, I don't want to repeat, right? Like I, I feel like if I meet somebody who's going to be exactly like her and I end up, you know, dating for how many years and waste time and, and, and then it ends and I'm devastated that I'll never be able to recover. And then, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of, of an outcome like that. And that's part of the reason as to why I'm feeling so skeptical when it comes to dating new people. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It is a good thing to a degree because it means that you're making progress and you're healing. If you just fall for every person out there, you know, like every guy who comes up to you and says, hi, 
how are you? you? You're such a nice girl and pays for your dinner or pays for your drink and, and is extremely sweet and kind and caring and, and you, it, it gets too good to be true. Well, the odds are is that that is the case. But a lot of times people who are not making any progress in their healing journey with trauma is they tend to repeat it. I'm sure you've heard it before. A lot of people who have been in abusive relationships and are dealing with complex trauma don't do a good job of avoiding the same thing over and over. So if you're, if you're extremely skeptical of people that you're meeting, that is a good sign. And like I said, that is evidence that you're making progress and you're starting to heal. The next stage is learning to trust again, but at the same time, you're not going to just be openly willing to drop your guard at every moment when a guy comes up to you and and is super sweet and super kind and does all the great things and does all the right moves. You're not just, you're not going to go and say, oh, he's, he's it. He's the next guy. I, you know, and then your friends are going, I don't know about that. Maybe you should just take your time and, and be patient and see how it goes. Cause a lot of people tend to rush in, right? Cause they think, oh, he's so sweet. He's so awesome. He, he's so loving and kind and, and he's, he does all these great things for me. And you've only maybe known him for a month, two months, never any problems, right? Like no fights. It's always works out great. Everything's perfect. It's that when you, it's, see, the thing is, is it's, it's like a game, right? They are, the whole point of what they're doing at the beginning is to trap you into the point where you are just like, it's like the point of no return. And when they've got you, when they finally, and, and they've done this, it's not like it's their first rodeo. They've done this many times before. So when they finally have you where they want you, and it's not like they just suddenly, you know, flick a switch and, and treat you like dirt and, and abuse you and manipulate you and, and make you suddenly feel like you're nothing. It's a slow change. They they find something that they can use against you and they try to convince you that you're wrong, you know, like or they or they like they gaslight you, right? Like they they make you think one thing and then they say, no, you never did that. That's not tr- that. That's not what happened, right? Like you, they you they'll come up to you'll go up to them and or him and say, but you said that you would come. You said that you would go with me to my to my my session, and then you would be there with me. And then they would say, "I never said that." Where do you get that from? When did I ever say that I would that I would come with you to this to the session? I never. You, you're crazy. That doesn't make sense. And so what that does is it starts. The point of it is is to make you start to doubt your sanity to doubt your own mind and your own beliefs and your memories. Because if they can, if they can make you think that you never really did it, then you don't, you start to think to yourself, what's the truth? 
what is reality? Did I do this or did I not? And they do this, they do it with so many different things. So it's a, it's a fine line. But if you have nobody in your life to be there with you through any kind of situation, or if you're struggling and, and you need to talk to them, if, you, if there is nobody like that in your life, it's extremely difficult to be able to catch these things when they're about to start. Or if there are signs that you're that you uh, unfortunately once again are, are dating a narcissist or an abuser to that you know all right this is it we got to get out i got to get i'm done i can't continue this and face reality and be able to to admit to yourself and accept the truth that this person is just like the other guy and that you need to get out of here now before it gets worse then you're see this is where it it helps but skepticism, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that at some point in your life, you do have to move forward to the point where you can start to trust your instincts again, but always have that little piece of reservation where instead of going all in, right? Like a lot of people in the past, when they meet this guy who's, who's just an amazing guy, they go all in. And they fall head over heels and they, and they do things that, that normally they wouldn't do because, oh, he's such an amazing guy. If you're making progress where you have reservations and you want to make sure, right? Like you say, okay, I want, I'd like to take things slow. I want to I get to know you in this way. I don't want to sleep with you for a while. We got to start, you know, do things slowly not try to get in. I don't want to get into something too quickly. I want to make sure that, that this is a good thing. If the guy is real and he is trustworthy and he really wants to be in something that is meaningful and he's, it doesn't matter to him, then he's going to stick around. If the guy is saying, no, I can't, this nuts to this, or, or I don't, I don't want to do that. This just isn't my thing. Well, he probably wasn't good to begin with, if that's the case. If the guy is not willing to accept your boundaries, don't even bother. Just get out, get lost, move on, because that's the wrong kind of guy for anybody. And right then and there, that is a good sign that he could very well be another one of these people who manipulates and is, you know, a possible narcissist or it just is abusive and likes to get his way, right? This is the kind of guy you got to avoid. So you're learning. Having somebody in your life is so helpful because it makes the guide and the journey to getting better and healing so much easier and and a lot less stressful because having people in your life are, is extremely beneficial to anybody, but especially to those who are dealing with trauma and getting over an abusive relationship or getting trying to heal so that they can feel worth themselves, you know, like trusting themselves, feel a lot of self-worth and, and re be able to rely on themselves to make the right call and, and, you know, have good judgment. It's so hard when you're bought, when you're on your own because how do you, you don't really know? Like honestly, how can you make 
choices when you can't even trust yourself, right? If you can't trust yourself, how are you supposed to trust another person? How are you supposed to trust that man or for men out there, that, that, that woman who you've just met? How do you, you can't possibly know because if you think about it, you are so scared of making the same mistake that you just, you can't do anything. You can't make a, a good move. You're too scared to make a, a, the right choice. But at the same time, you're scared of losing the guy. So it's, it's like a non, never ending circle of stress and anxiety. And it gets bigger. And then, you know, you, you start alienating more people because you keep getting stressed and you're too scared and you're not able to trust anybody. It can be really overwhelming, especially when it just keeps happening. So if, if you have somebody in your life, if you have a really close friend, someone who you trust and know you know is going to always be there for you, has your best interests at in heart, at heart, excuse me, not in heart. <laughs> or you've got a family member who, you know, is going to be there for you, believes what you're saying, isn't going to question you, but is going to be, you know, they're not just going to believe everything that you say. They're going to they're going to question things when it sounds like it's way too good to be true or sound something doesn't sound right. That's excellent because it makes things so much easier and you need that it's a it's a it's an important part of our healing journey healing journey to get through and to start feeling more normal again because trauma can really kick us in the ass it it makes us feel scared of doing almost anything we can't trust ourselves. We, we are doubting everything we do. Every time we make a, a big decision has to be made, we're too scared and we end up, you know, stopping before we get to the end. We often miss out on things, whether it's gatherings with a group of friends or, or a big trip or potentially meeting somebody new. Even if it's just to be a friend, we miss out on, on a lot of these things because we have a hard time trusting ourselves and trusting anyone and we're always getting triggered and we never feel the same like we never feel like ourselves because we want something in our life to be you know trustworthy but at the same time we're just too scared to let it in and i understand it's that's that is reality of having complex trauma and always getting triggered is we're too scared to let anybody in, to let anybody close to us because we're afraid that they're going to hurt us again or anybody's going to hurt us. But that's not a good thing. We need to find a way to heal from that. Whether it's seeing that therapist and taking, you know, going to her every couple of weeks or even once a month and doing the work and finding what we need to help us get past it and get on the right course to 
to a point where we can start trusting people and we can start opening our hearts while still having a couple guards there, you know, strip searching or, or x-rays uh, every, every time they go through just to make sure that they're okay, but still having an open mind. It's extremely important to get there, to heal and to make progress. That's how we move forward. We might never ever completely get past it. It might not be 100%, but it's much better than never getting anywhere, never being able to trust anyone ever. That's what we don't want. We want to be able, who who doesn't want to be able to open their heart up to somebody and potentially fall in love again? I don't think there's anybody out there who wouldn't if they really want had the choice and could make that choice or, or you know, decide that. We are meant to be with people, whether it's a group of friends or someone special that we can love and be with all the time. We are meant to be with somebody like that. But when we're not right because we're too scared and we're feeling a lot of trauma and we're relapsing and constantly having these things go wrong, that is never a good thing and we do need to find a way to heal and then we can you know one day find the next person who we feel could be the one or we can trust again and love and allow our hearts to be vulnerable and open our minds and and let that person in that's how we get there is by doing the work and healing one day it will happen, but it's up to us to do it. All right, that is it. I hope this was a, a good, you know, thoughtful episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, there are a number of ways. There's Twitter, Mastodon, Threads, Blue Sky. You can email me, traumatizedpodcast2023 at gmail.com. You can go to my website, www.traumatizedpodcast.link. Uh, my videos are on YouTube as well. So, yeah, reach out and we could have a chat if you want or let me know what you think. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.